Good morning, Gator Nation. Welcome to a very special, multi-segmented edition of the In All Kinds of Weather forecast. I am your host, Neil Shulman. You can follow me on Twitter at All Kinds Weather, on Instagram at All Kinds Weather blog, and on Facebook and YouTube under the name In All Kinds of Weather. And this is usually the point in the show where I talk about our sponsors slash partners right at the top, but today there's not quite the need to do that that there usually is because we're going to dedicate the entire podcast to one of those partners that we always shout out, the Gator Good Foundation. I am really, truly privileged to be one-fifth of the board of this absolutely amazing organization. I cannot say enough about the other four people that I, I do this with. We do have one of the other four board members with us tonight, Taylor Ram Snyder. And in just a second, y'all will get to meet the two amazing kids that the Gator Good Foundation is bringing to the swamp for the Missouri game this Saturday. I won't give too much away. It's it's their story, not mine, but I'll just give a very quick background to sort of set the stage before we go deeper. It's a story of 15-year-old Bennett Eskenazi and his friend Alec Luckman, who's 17, and they've been friends from a very early age. But about a little more than a year ago, Alec, who's a high school wrestler, tore his ACL in a high school wrestling match. And then separately, a couple of months into his recovery, he had a seizure and was diagnosed with epilepsy. So in the span of just a couple of very short months, his entire world changes. And Bennett, through it all, sacrificed really a, an amazing deal of his own time on weekends and after school in, in the evening to help his friend Alec with the recovery process. It, I mean, he, he's a he's a 14, 15-year-old kid who selflessly gave up his weekends and, and nights for over a year and still does it to help his friend with the recovery process, which includes you know relearning how to walk, um, just, just generally adjusting to his new reality and his new situation, and just to be there for his friend in the most difficult and frustrating moments of his recovery process. And Alec, for his part, who's just had his entire life turned upside down, he, he, you know, he's had struggles. It's definitely not been easy, but the people around him have all marveled at how he's been able to just keep a positive attitude through even some awful, awful fate. So the Gator Good is going to be rewarding these two incredible kids by bringing them to their first ever Gator game together this Saturday. Bennett has been to one Florida Gator game in his life. Alec has never been to a Gator game, so... I mean, obviously, that means that these two friends have never been to a Florida Gator game together until now, until this upcoming weekend. And they're with us to talk about all that. Taylor Ram Snyder, one of the initial OG co-founders of the Gator Good Foundation, also with us here tonight. Alec Bennett, let's start with you guys. This is about you. This is your story. So... Alec, first of all, welcome to the show. Second, tell us a little bit more about how you guys got to be friends, how you guys got to be so close to begin with, even you know, going back to your, your childhood days as, as little ones. My dad had grown up playing baseball and softball with Bennett's dad, and my mom met Nate, Bennett's mom through our dads, 
and me and Bennett have always had a special bond together, even from when we were little babies. We always had the best of times together, and he was always one of my favorite people to hang out with growing up by from when I was like three, four years old all the way through now, and he still is one of my favorite people to be around. Yeah, our dads played softball together when I was born. Um, they stopped a little bit after, but our moms became very close friends. And ever since then, we've been best friends. So you guys are lifelong friends. Your families have been lifelong friends with each other. But, I mean, Alec Bennett has been more than just a friend. He's been an unbelievable friend. He's been an incredibly supportive friend for you throughout your your recovery process so can you talk a little bit more about what it meant for you to have someone as incredible as Bennett be by your side helping you out every step of the way so having someone like Bennett by my side when everything happened it truly meant a lot not always being the popular kid growing up not always having tons of friends it really meant someone like Bennett to be there for me when I needed him most and Bennett's always been that friend to me and I'm always that same way to Bennett and it truly meant more than just another hangout time with Bennett when he came up at the day after I had my seizure yeah that's that's awesome man I mean we all you know we, we all could use someone like that in, in in the worst of of moments for us and it's I mean, it speaks volumes of you, Bennett, that you were there. And I know that you guys were, were friends before that, but for, for you to sacrifice all that time and all that effort to, uh, you know, to, to be there for him does speak a lot for you. So, I mean, yes, you and, and Alec were friends. Yes, your families were friends. But why was it so especially important for you to make this effort to spend so much time helping Alec get back um, and, and, and adjust to his new reality? It was very important because it, this was not long after he had moved a little bit farther away from me. So I didn't get to hang out with him as much. And just to know that he was suffering from everything that happened without having someone there for him. Um, it, it was really important for me to be able to be with him and go through what he had to go through with him as someone by him, by his side. So, Taylor, let's loop you into the conversation because you were one of the two initial founders, one of the two OG founders of the Gator Good Foundation, along with Anthony Irabazzo. Jen Grosso, you might recognize that name, by the way, for what all, all she does with the Gator Collective. Matt Marino and myself all came on later, but it started with you and Anthony because you came across the story of Kentavian Walker, a.k.a. Scoot, who was a high school kid being bullied by the rest of his classmates. I won't tell too much of the story because I'm asking you that question, but take us back to how that all started. And then second, talk a little bit about why these two kids and Alec and Bennett and their story specifically resonated with you. Uh, well, I mean, how this started out was just the same, you know, format of, you know, here, obviously you guys were friends. So, you know, I guess that's kind of the only thing that's different, but um it's just somebody helping out somebody else, you know, because you care, you know, and it's very easy for, you know, somebody to say, oh yeah, you know, we can be there for you. We can support you, but then don't follow through with it or don't, you know, be there in a real time of need and, and following through with that. So 
you guys kind of are very much, I don't know if poster child's the right word for it, but um, almost like, you know, a mascot in a way of, of our foundation. So it's pretty awesome. There's being friends. There's sending a quick text every now and then. Hey, I'm, you know, I'm thinking of you. Hey, I hope you're doing well. And maybe, you know, once or twice going over and, and helping out and making yourself feel good. But then there's going above and beyond and just sacrificing so much of your own time, your own free time to, to make sure that the other person can have a smile come across his face to make sure that the other person, when they're frustrated or down, maybe that day of recovery isn't going well, to be there to help them turn that day in a better direction, to spend so much time making sure that someone else can have a smile come across his face. I mean, it really is just the very epitome of the word friendship. And it is exactly the epitome of what the Gator Good Foundation sets out to do. And it's something that I think the world as a whole even could use more people who do what Ben and Alec do for each other and you know care for each other the way that they do. Uh, and so I think you guys just embody what the world should be about. I can't believe that I actually forgot to start with the segment we always start with our guests with, the lightning round, which is a series of quick questions that lets everyone get to know y'all a little bit better and sort of breaks the ice and warms us up into our conversation. I was so excited to get into the the crux of this episode and this conversation that I just completely forgot about it. So let's, let's do that now before I really forget and just completely forget and don't do it at all. So we'll go around. Uh, we'll go for with Alec Bennett and then Taylor will give about for, for the first one. We'll obviously go in a little bit more detail, but after that, we'll just give, uh, you know, 30, 45, 60 second answers or so. Um, so first one, we can go a little bit longer into, we'll start with you, Alec. How did you become a Florida Gator fan? So actually I became a Gators fan with Bennett when we watched Florida. I forgot who they were playing, but it was a while back. I was at Bennett's house and we were having a sleepover. And what happened was there was a Gators football game that night. And I looked at Bennett, and I'm like, yeah, we're definitely going to watch that. And from then on, I always watch Gator football, basketball, baseball, whatever sport you name it. If they're playing, we're watching, no matter what Gator team it is. And it all started from there, and especially with football, how when me and Bennett were together and I saw his traditions and how much he was cheering, especially on defense, with his tradition as well, for every down, he yells, spooky us, spooky us, rah, 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 come on defense. And on that first or second play, the Gators ended up getting a pick six. And that's where it started at. Bennett, do you remember which game this was? I, th- I feel like that might have been Idaho in 18. Is that, does that sound right? I can't remember exactly, but it was, it, it might have been one of the LSU games. It might have been the, was it Brad Stewart, the interception at the end of the game? I think it was. It, might have been that. Again, it was either Idaho or LSU. I know I've been with you for multiple LSU games and one Miami and possibly an Idaho game. Okay. Okay. It, it sounds like, I mean, if the first play of the game would have been Idaho, the end of the game would have been Brad Stewart. But nonetheless, uh, yeah. So, I mean, we're replacing the timeline is about four years ago or so. 
I mean, it sounds like you guys, I mean, Alec, I know you've become an even bigger fan since then. I know the fan has only grown leaps and bounds since. Uh, so Ben, it, it's, I know you were a Gator fan a little bit earlier than Alex. So how did you become a Florida Gator fan? Um, so my dad and my mom both went to the university of Florida, but it really came from my dad because every, every growing up every day, there was Gators basketball on Gators, baseball, Gator football on, on the weekends. And it was, that was like a bond that I shared with my dad for a long time. And he used to go over to his house and we'd watch every weekend. We'd go, we'd watch the games and it, Recently, it's been I've be, I've become more and more of a fan, even more than I was before. Sharing an experience, the first time I went to Gainesville was with him. When we we got to watch, we weren't there wasn't a game there that weekend, but watching the game at a hotel in Gainesville, which made us a lot closer. And it was my dad is what turned me into a Gator fan. Very nice. So Taylor has a very very different reason that she became well. I shouldn't say very different, but a very unique reason for why she's a Gator fan. She's uh, so she, she's something of Gator royalty. Uh, Taylor, you want to you want to explain? No, I don't I don't know necessarily about that, but um, I was pretty much born into it because my dad um, back in uh, 88, 89, he played um, baseball for the Gators. Um, he had actually. Funny enough, he played uh, community college um, baseball in our um, town where um, I've grown up. And uh, he had played against UF and actually hit for the cycle against them. And so the coach was like, that's it. I want you to come play for us. So that was pretty cool. Um, so and he was obviously on um, being being on the 89 team was on the team, the first team to go to uh, the College World Series. So I am very much, you know, involved. I wouldn't say involved, but just, um, you know, on keeping track of everything, like, you know, what keeping up with everything with going on and baseball and of course, softball and, um, football. So it's pretty much, you know, from, since I've been born being a, uh, being a Gator fan. So I, uh, thank him for that. Your, your dad obviously did a good job raising you because you've definitely taken on the fandom in your own, right? It's not really a situation of, yeah, my dad used to do this. I mean, you know, he, he did, but you've embraced the fandom in your own, right? You know, you, you understand the game of baseball. You're a huge Gator baseball fan, very, very knowledgeable about the sport. Obviously you're very vocal during the season, uh, baseball and softball, especially football too, but she has become a Gator fan because her dad, uh, as she mentioned, to help take the Gators to the College World Series for the first time in program history. So second question for each of y'all, I'll start with Alec. What was your favorite Gator win to watch? And because I know, you know you've only recently become a Gator fan, uh, what, what was the most special Gator football moment that you've shared with Bennett so far? Definitely, I would have to say this year against then-ranked number seven Utah, me and Bennett texting each other and FaceTiming each other at halftime and during every play, it was just a special moment that the Gators said being an opponent in the top ten for the first, like, while it was my first official game as a huge Gators fan with all of this going on, and – as 
the Gators tradition is with the Tom Petty song, I won't back down. They didn't back down in the game against Utah and many people doubted them out. And I was just very excited that the Gators had won. Yeah, for sure. That was, that was a big win. Um, Bennett, I, I mean, I'm sure you've, I'm sure that was a special moment for you as well. So I'll, I'll ask it two ways for you. What was your favorite Gator victory to watch before you sort of indoctrinated Alec? And what was your favorite Gator victory to watch uh, with Alec as a newly converted Gator fan? My favorite victory all time is the uh, Kentucky win Kyle Trask's breakout game, because that was the game I was in Gainesville with my dad for the first time. I was on campus for the first time. I went to this thing for school for my for math and they weren't playing there that weekend which i kind of wish they were but i remember staying at at a hotel but we were out watching the game um getting dinner and we we start walking back to our hotel and we get back and we see that franks went down we're thinking the game's over we did not think gators had a chance and then kyle trask does what kyle trask does and comes back and wins that game for us and with Alec, it was probably that Utah game because that game, tech, we were texting, we were FaceTiming, we were calling each other the whole game, freaking out about every big play. And after that interception on the goal line, I was jumping around outside my house, FaceTiming Alec, and it was it was a very fun experience. Um, I'm sure, man. It was. It, it was pretty crazy at, uh, inside the stadium. You guys will hopefully get a, a experience that yourselves this coming Saturday. You can see for yourself exactly what it's like when the Gators make a big player score a touchdown. Um, but I, I mean, I'm sure that you guys had even more special of an experience with each other uh, as we'll, we'll talk about in just a minute, Taylor. I mean, I know that you were sort of born into the the baseball program but i know that you are also a huge gator football fan this is you know what we do with gator good foundation bring someone to a football game so what was your favorite gator football moment to watch outside of gator good foundation and what was your favorite gator good foundation experience so far football wise um well i would say that outside um it would have to be the 2018 lsu game um i remember me and my dad went it was just me and him and um we had gotten some pretty good seats and yeah um if it is what the game that you guys were talking about earlier um it was definitely a game that was very memorable um seeing that uh brad stewart pick um the the stadium just went crazy so that that i think that one is definitely one of my top ones um and then for Gator Good, I mean, it's kind of hard. I mean, to, hard to pick one. I would probably have to say last year, um, just because it was more so an all around, you know, good experience. Like none of them, you know, were not, but um, just, you know, being able to, you know, really get the players involved um, after the game um, just made it that much more enjoyable throughout the whole day. So I would have to say last year, it, it kind of, you know, each year we get, you know, better and better with, you know, how we get things done and whatnot. So um hoping it continues in that direction. Oh, sure. I, I was more really asking, what, what was your favorite 
moment from the football side of the three games that we've previously done. I mean, because, you know, 2018, we have the, the comeback against South Carolina. 2019, mm-hmm. we just blow the doors off of Vanderbilt. Last year, of course, we destroyed Tennessee. So, I mean, wh- which of those games was your your favorite? So, I mean, ten- Tennessee definitely has to be among the favorites because of, you know, there's Tennessee. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, definitely – can't go wrong with uh, with any of those. So last question for each of all before we get more into the story uh, that you guys have. What's your favorite Florida Gator jersey color combo? Alec, we'll start with you. My favorite combo, it would definitely be an all orange with the blue helmet that has the F logo. The throwback you guys wore a year ago. I think it was one or two years ago, but it was the blue with the white circle with the blue F, that throwback comment with an all orange jersey. But if you guys were to come up with one, I would say an all black, almost like the baseball jersey. Hmm. Okay. I don't think Florida's ever worn blue helmets and orange jerseys, but there's never a bad time to be the first. Uh, I don't know. That, maybe that would look good. Bennett, how about you? What do you think? Well, I got two. For home, it's the the throwbacks we wore against Vandy last year. The orange throwback helmet, the blue throwback jersey, and then the white pants. I, I really liked that. I like that combo. And on the road, I like all white. I think it looks really good. Okay. Well, white helmet and the white jersey and the white pants. Okay. All right, Taylor, how about you? Um, I definitely love the um, throwback jerseys. That's that's probably my favorite. Um, but then, obviously, I love the traditional, too. I really don't have one that's better than the other. I think the only one I don't like is all orange everything. But I, I think the top are definitely the throwbacks and the traditional. Okay, so you're not a fan of the big game blues when we go with the blue pants and the blue jerseys? I, no, I like them. Um, I just think it's more... Like I said, I don't have one that I necessarily put above the other really in a sense besides the throwbacks. But um, I think, you know, because I like all of them, honestly, besides the all orange. Um, Fair enough. Which thankfully I don't think we've seen lately. So <laughs> well, we wore them against LSU in 21. That didn't really go so well. But yeah, so it's kind of been a negative experience yeah. with it. So. <laughs> Sure. I mean, it's always about how you, how you do in those jerseys that makes them good or bad. Um, okay. So meant to lead off with the lightning round, wound up doing it in the middle because that was how I could be sure we got it in because I love this story and could have easily gotten sidetracked by just talking about this story the whole way through without getting lightning round in. Anyway, back to the Gator Good Foundation, back to this story. And let's go back for a second to where it all started in 2018 taylor because you were one of the co-founders along with anthony irabazzo both of you became aware of a young man named kentavian walker aka scoot being bullied at his high school in south georgia so how does how does it go from that from you being made aware of this story how does it go from that to a foundation to amazing things happening for these kids. How does it all come together? And and just just take us through the process and and origin story of the Gator Good Foundation. Well, um, it kind of just started out with um, one of us um, had 
originally seen um, Scoot's mom kind of vent about uh, a situation on Facebook. Um, he was the football manager um, for, or the team manager for his football high school football team. And the players weren't really nice to him and she just kind of vented about it. Um, and, you know, knew nothing about him besides this. And, um, you know, we had reached out and said, Hey, you know, we'd love to get him some gear of his favorite football team. Um, and lo and behold, we found out he was a Gator fan. It was kind of like, okay, that from that point, it was like, we got to get, see what we can get for him. And it was just kind of amazing how many people were willing to get him, you know, him and his family tickets, you know, Gator gear. Um, it was just kind of all came together and even, you know, we were able to get him to see uh, the field beforehand. So it was like, it was even being the first year where it wasn't like an official game uh, foundation game, you know, everyone was kind of able to get it started and seeing how easy that was able to happen. Um, just kind of stemmed from there um, where it's like, Hey, we can do this every year for somebody that really needs, you know, that wouldn't be able to otherwise, you know, and it's, you know, part of it is, you know, it makes you feel good and stuff like that, but it's, it just kind of, you know, reminds you like, Hey, you know, I'm very fortunate that I'm able to at least go to a game or two a year. And then there's people who have never been able to go. And so it's kind of just, you know, you, you get excited for that each year to, you know, really help somebody out for something that they wouldn't be able to do otherwise, because it is something that, you know, it's not a necessity. It's not something that, you know, is very high on list of priorities for people. So it's like, you know, to be able to help somebody out with that, um, that's kind of just how it's continued to be able to make the foundation what it is today. Um, and Scoot is definitely a big part of that. Um, him and his family. So, yeah, I mean, I think the word I'd use to really describe it is, is grassroots. It, it was, it was very organic in the way that it came about. It wasn't as though, people just got together and said, Hey, let's create a foundation and let's do X or Y or Z with it. It, it started because there were people who got wind of this situation with a kid being bullied in high school, decided that they wanted to help him. They did help him. They got him onto the field. Uh, they got him into the locker rooms back in 2018. They got him in all kinds of gear and swag game tickets, all that had him had a great time. And then after the, these people who helped do that said, Hey, what if we did this every single year? Because there are people out there beyond just this one kid that we helped who are going through rough times of their own. Maybe if we expand our operations a little bit and make ourselves an official thing, we can get a little bit more traction and we can get more publicity and we can more easily do this on an annual basis. So Taylor, I mean, you you were one of the first who got wind of Scoot's story. Another one was Anthony Urabazo, the guy, the father of the kid that I think a lot of Gator fans know as as Mister One Bit. If you've seen the if you if you've seen the photos and, and videos of the little kid with the with the mask and the cape running around, that's you know that that's his dad. And I mean, really, it, it was Taylor and. And Anthony at first, who made this all happen, eventually more people came on board. I came on board. Jen Grasso, the, you know, a lot of the brain power behind Gator Collective came on board. Um, Matt Marino came on board. Our, our treasurer, our, our financial, our financial guru came on board. Um, 
And we just started doing this on, on a yearly basis. And now we're at a point where we do have people like Bennett, uh, you know, reach out and tell us about their stories. And that's, you know, that's really what this episode is about because, you know, we talked a little bit at the top. We talked about how special your bond is. We talked about how much you guys mean to each other, but Alec, I wanted to go a little bit more um, in detail with you about, you know, what exactly the recovery process has entailed because it starts with an ACL tear and then you have a diagnosis of epilepsy. So take me back to that, that difficult time and, as best you can, just just try to give us a window into what it was like to be you in those moments with the ACL tear, uh, with the epilepsy diagnosis, the seizure, and and just just what it was like to be in your shoes at that point. So when I tore my ACL last year, it was September twenty fifth, and my mom, I was wrestling, and my mom saw me on the mat, and she was like, "Get up, you're fine." And I'm like, "No, I can't feel my leg right now." I need help. And I wasn't able to walk for two to three weeks. My knee was super swollen. It was about the size of the, it was about a size of a softball. And then after my surgery, which was October 15th, two weeks later, I was, I had my first only tonic colonic grand mal seizure, which I was out cold for six and a half minutes. I was rushed to the hospital and then Bennett had come up the next day. And I, at that point, I was just starting to walk with crutches for the first time since my, like, since the surgery and everything like that. And I kept pushing myself to walk more and more to get better and healthier faster. But at the same time, I was also really slow because of the seizure the night before. My body was just super tired and laid out and previously i have had small breakthrough seizures but knock on wood i have been almost nine months seizure free now that's awesome man definitely definitely love to hear that so bennett i mean we, we talked a little bit at the top about how you know how you selflessly sacrificed your you know, your time to be with your friend, but what would you say is something that you have learned about Alec through this recovery process that you did not already know? Uh, I learned how much of a fighter Alec is. It, this, what has happened, it's a lot. And to have the ACL injury and not be able to move for a long time. I mean, I remember when he couldn't get into his own bed, he had to sleep in a different bed because he couldn't climb into his own bed. And it he's fought through a lot. And then the seizure happened and it, it, it was a lot for him to take on. And he did it. I, I mean, I was there for him, but it was him who, who had the strength to push through and, and get where he is now to make it through this tough situation and pursue. He's, I've learned how much of a fighter he is. So for, for, for both of you, um, I mean, Alec and Bennett, what would you say has been the biggest, I don't want to say change because change seems like something bad happens to it, but what would you say the biggest upgrade in, in your friendship has been as a result of you spending all this time together? I've 
always trusted Bennett, but when we've hung out now post post seizures and everything that had happened, it just gained more trust in how Bennett would always be there to protect me, even if did even if something did had happened to me while we were together, and how Bennett would always protect me no matter what happens in life. I'd say it's the same thing the other way for me. Alec has always been this crazy mess around friend of mine. We would just do, we we would be little kids together, even at our age now. And I never knew how serious of a person he could be. And that he, even though he was going through all this, I felt like he was there for me, even when he didn't need to be. I, I've, he's very selfless and our friendship has gotten a lot closer. Our bond is, is a lot more. We have a lot better of a bond than we did before. So I'll, I guess I'll, I'll ask Alec the same question that I asked Bennett a minute ago. What would you say you've learned most about Bennett that you did not already know? Cause I know that, you know, cause you guys were friends from an early age. I know that, you know, that, you know, he was selfless and, and caring and all he, he did display that selflessness and caring it for you in a way that he didn't have to before, but what would you say you've learned about him through this process that you didn't already know? That Bennett is more than just being my best friend. Bennett is the little brother that I never had. And sometimes he acts like he is the older brother when need be. So I would say Bennett is now my little big brother in words of terms. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. That's just awesome, guys. Um, yeah, so... I mean, let's start talking a little bit more about the reason that you guys are here, and that's to see a Gator football game for the first time together. So you've shared times together. You've shared some Gator football together. Uh, but before we talk about the Florida-Missouri game itself, I, I understand that you, you know when you guys spend so much time together, eventually you know your passions are going to kind of collide. I know Alec you did not really grow up a huge Gator fan, Bennett. I know you did. So I know that that, you know, when you spend so much time with each other, it does kind of have the effect of just both of your passions just colliding. But Alec, you didn't necessarily have to, I guess, buy into it. You could have just like sat there and watched as, as Bennett was doing the chomp at his TV and screaming at the defense to line up and all that good stuff. So what, why did you, why did you buy into it? And, and how exactly did Bennett, convert you into a Gator fan and how much of it was your own doing as, as opposed to, you know, him doing it for you. I've always been into sports and growing up, I've never really had a specific college I like or anything. And Bennett's true favoritism towards UF really pushed me in that direction as well as like UF always shows differences in every year but they never are down and out they always will have a comeback and win no matter what sport it is and i'm really excited to be coming to uf for the weekend yeah well we're excited to have you man um all right guys let's let's start talking about florida and missouri guys um i know it's you know it hasn't necessarily been the best season for florida they've already lost two games they've gone from being a top 15 team to being out of the top 25 
uh, together. They do face a team in Missouri that they don't really love, especially because, I mean, th- these two teams have had their share of, of on-field dust-ups. They've had brawls. They've you know thrown punches at each other. Uh, you know, Missouri fans seem to take great delight in just mocking Florida with the Gator chomp as they beat Florida in Missouri a few years ago. The teams just don't like each other. So Florida shouldn't have any problem being motivated for this game the way that I think was the case against South Florida, at least. So we know that we're going to see, to your point, Alec, we know that we're going to see a team that's that's up and ready to go for this game, especially, by the way, for Florida DB Jadarius Perkins, the former Missouri Tiger himself, who actually was the one to let y'all know that you were coming to the swamp for this game against Missouri. He'll have extra motivation given his relationship with you guys and his relationship with the Missouri program. Uh, but Bennett, I mean, you've been the Gator fan forever. So I'll start with you. What exactly are you looking to see from this Gator team on Saturday against Mizzou? I want to see the run game get going because it's been a little dead the last few games. But it, the blocking looked good last game. And I would hope to see us run and be physical against them because that's how we should win this game is out physical. we got to out physical Missouri. And just show that we got the better athletes because we do. And it's, it's I'm not a big fan of Missouri because they're a team that just it's always it's always a little bit rough of a game. Like last year with the with the may the force be with you at the end of the game, and then a few years back with the trash hit late after the whistle. It's 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 not a team I like to see do well. I'd like to see us. Uh, run right down their throats. I like that too. I forgot about that. Well, didn't, didn't mention that when I was talking about all the, all the nasty things the two teams have exchanged. Uh, so Alec, I know that your favorite player as a lot of, a lot of people's favorite players is Anthony Richardson. So he did look a lot better in the last two games and he looked in the two games before that. So what do you want to see Anthony Richardson do specifically against Missouri? I would like to see Anthony Richardson come out with a hot, fast start, just like he did against Utah, But and he stays calm under the pocket. And I hope Coach Napier does pull another two-point conversion with him doing another pump fake. That was definitely my favorite moment of the year and probably of all time as a Gatorson. And throughout my life, I'll keep talking about that. But honestly, I hope that he does a hot, fast start like we did against Utah and last week against East Eastern Michigan. And then with our defense, I hope we do more QB pressure, especially knowing that Missouri almost took down Georgia. Yeah, they, they do have uh they do have a quarterback. The Florida's going to have to be careful with and, and Brady cook. He's not exactly an all American candidate, but he can beat Florida if they, if, if they go to sleep on defense, uh, Taylor, I mean, we haven't, uh, Asked you a lot recently, but let, let's get you back involved in this conversation here. So obviously as a Gator fan yourself, as opposed to being a co-founder um, of the Gator Good Foundation, you want to see Florida get a big win, not just for the sake of Alec and Bennett, but you know, as your own sake as Gator fan. So what exactly are you looking to see Florida do against Missouri this weekend? Honestly, just, just win and have clean football. Um, even though it was um, a high-scoring game, 
last weekend, or I guess you should say a couple days ago. Um, it was Eastern Washington, and defense kind of was a little shaky for a little bit. Um, you know, obviously it was a still good win, but um, so just I, I want clean football, a win, nothing that's going to stress me out. No injuries, no stress. I like yeah. that idea. Okay, so um, we're going to extend the same courtesies to each of y'all, Taylor, Bennett, and Alec, that we like to give our guests and and to our, our fellow co-hosts on the show with a little final segment that we call The Verdict. And what it is is pretty simple. We go through and we give our official keys to the game. We just talked about what we want to see Florida see, but give more of a, of a direct key, like, you know, Anthony Richardson must throw for 350 yards or the defense must force three turnovers or something like that. We'll give our percent chance that we give Florida to win. Meaning if we think Florida is a lock to win, we'll say hundred percent. If we think it's exactly a coin flip, we'll say 50%. If we think Florida is probably going to win, but not guaranteed, we'll say something like 80%, something along those lines. And then we'll give our final score prediction. So we'll go uh, Bennett, Alec, and then Taylor. Start with Bennett. What is your key to a Gators victory this weekend? I think the key is definitely with the defense. I think we have to shut down their passing game because the the run defense, it is what it is. I know that's like a weak point of our team right now, but we have the play, the defensive backs. We have the pass rush to be able to stop the pass, but I haven't really seen it much yet. I want to see us hold the, hold that Missouri offense to under 250 yards and keep shut them down there because that's how, that's how we're going to win this game. Yeah, you're right about that run defense. Missouri does have two running backs that are going to be very problematic, and, uh, and Cody Schrader and Nathaniel Pete. That are, I mean, Nathaniel Pete's father is a literal professional bodybuilder, and and his son takes after just like him. So that's not going to be fun for us to have to stop. But um, Alec, what about you? What is your key to a Florida victory? I think Entrell Miller. I'm not sure if I'm saying his name 100 percent right but I think he needs to step up and be a leader on the defense side for us and cover as well as rush and that linebacker position to really step up and help with coverage on pass plays and even rush on running plays. All right. Seems, seems reasonable. Um, Taylor, how about you? I I mean, it's pretty, I feel pretty much the same um, defense needs to step up, um, be clean, no, no penalties, no stupid stuff um, and just do what, what needs to be done. Make sure, you know, you, you kind of, you know, lock them down. Don't let, um, you know, them run down the field. Um, Cause we kind of, even with Eastern Washington, we, we kind of had the issue. We were able to stop them, but, you know, where it mattered. But, you know, Missouri is not Eastern Washington. We saw that this past weekend. So, um, and then also AR having, you know, another good game. He, he's had good games the last two. Um, so, if, could just continue moving upward. 
Sounds reasonable enough. All right, let's go to our percent chance that we think Florida has to win. Bennett, what percent chance would you give Florida? I think I'm going to give Florida an 82% chance. I think that they definitely should win. It's not guaranteed because it's an SEC team, and that's just how it is now. But 82% seems seems reasonable. It does seem reasonable. Um, how about you, Alec? All right. I honestly think that the Gators are going to have a 98% chance at winning this weekend, especially if we do have a hot, like a hot, quick, fresh start. And like I said, with the keys to the game as well, then I would say 150% chance at winning. 150%. Wow. You're really, you're really confident in the Gators, huh? Well, one one little statistic that is going to bode well for y'all. Florida is 3 and 0 in the previous games that we've done for the Gator Good Foundation. They beat South Carolina in 2018. They had to come back from 31-14 down, but they did win that game. 2019 they demolished Vanderbilt 56 nothing, and last year they ripped apart Tennessee 38-14. So that is one stat that I think will make you guys feel a little bit better, at least. Um, Taylor, how about you? What do you think? I'm always an anything-can-happen person, so I don't – I am not a very overconfident person when it comes to games. Um, so I don't want to be overconfident. Um, I do think we'll win. Um, but I'm going to say like a 75% chance, you know, if everything goes, you know, kind of what we were all saying, you know, needed to happen, then, you know, this should happen. But I'm only a little bit worried because of how Missouri played this past weekend, but, you know, hopefully they just come in overconfident and we, um, use that to our advantage. So we'll see. Overconfident or dead. They could have just shot out other bullets in that last game against Georgia and have nothing left for us. Hopefully don't worry about being overconfident though. 75% is actually more than I have. Um, going to save that for when I, when I bring on uh, Dustin and Chris and we do our analysis piece, but uh, that, that is higher than what I'm going to say. So don't worry about that. Last but not least score predictions. Bennett, you first, what have you got? I'm going to say 41 41- 41-33, the Gators win it. That that, okay. that seems reasonable enough to me. So 82% chance that Florida wins, but they only win by one score. Yeah. And they don't cover the spread. Interesting. No. Okay. Okay. Alec, what about you? 34-17, Gators win. Okay. you. That's a little bit more confident. Um, Taylor, how about you? <laughs> I am sorry. I am gonna go with. I'm not good at these either. Um, Thirty-five twenty-eight. I think it's gonna be a closer game. Um, so I'm going with the what? The what? That's a one-score prediction, right? Yeah, I'm gonna go with the one-score game. Okay. All right. So we've we've got a nice range here. We've got forty-one thirty-three. We've got thirty-four seventeen. We've got thirty-five to twenty-eight. So. Guys, uh, last question for each of y'all. What are you most excited about with this upcoming weekend? Because it's going to be your first game in the Swamp together. Bennett or Alec, it's going to be your first game in the Swamp, period. Um, I mean, what are you guys most looking forward to? 
I'm excited for Won't Back Down because that's just always incredible to be there, a part of that. And and what is a rivalry game based on what's how the past few years have gone. Um, I'm excited for Won't Back Down. It's going to be rocking in the swamp. Alec, how about you? I'm going to say everything. And my two major ones are Won't Back Down, especially because that's one of my favorite songs. And as well as sharing my first official Gators and college football game with Bennett as well. Yeah, you can't you can't beat that. You can't beat watching it with your friends. Um, I mean, Bennett, you're obviously an unbelievable friend to be able to or to be to be willing to spend all this time with your friend through you know, some of the some of the of the worst fate that he's he's ever gone through in his life. Alec, you've gone through some things that no 17 year old, no, no 70 year old really should have to go through. Uh, but you, I mean, obviously have persevered through it. You're, you're looking like you're pretty excited. I can, you know, for those of y'all who are, are just listening, we don't have video on this, but he's, he's smiling ear to ear. He's, he's getting, he's getting pumped. He's getting excited. It is just a couple of days away guys. And um, we, we can't wait to have you because like we said earlier, this, this is a story that I think embodies a lot of what, of what we look for in and our candidates and you know you guys are obviously meant to be with each other so we're going to try to give you guys a time you won't forget i'm very excited this is gonna be like a memory i remember for the rest of my life thank you so much and i agree with bennett on that statement absolutely y'all are more than welcome this is an unbelievable story and Taking y'all to, to this game together is the least we can do. Bennett, you're an incredible friend. Alec, keep pushing, keep persevering. And, you know, we can't wait to see what happens next with you guys. But first things first, we're going to give you guys the time of your lives on Saturday. So thank you so much for joining us tonight. And see you soon. And go Gators. Go Gators. Go Gators.